I feel like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg should be part of that <laughs> song in the last episode. And we're just excited. It's we're wrapping up the year. It's yeah. been a wild roller coaster ride. And I think for a huge part of it, Rita, our seatbelts were definitely not strapped in. <laughs> no, we were flying out of the window. Yes. Barely holding on couple times sometimes we had a good ride and enjoy yeah. the view but and I think I got some yeah. like throw up in my hair from like, <laughs> the person behind me but you know it sure makes for an amazing story and laugh and if yeah. this is your first time joining Chicas Politicas we are a podcast that started off this year yeah and we're just two Chicas Politicas uh Rita Casaverde Yesenia Chavarria and we're just Two women that have a voice, two women mm. who are actively participants in local politics. And we love our community. Amamos a nuestra gente. Somos los Latinas. Mm-hmm. We are proud of our roots. We are navigating what it is to be political in these crazy times that we call mm-hmm. 2020, 2021. We just political up, and Latinas. Right? Political and Latinas, absolutely. And there's just so much. Mm. Uh, to be thankful for. And if you aren't familiar with our location, we are located in San Luis Obispo County, right in the middle of San Francisco and LA in California. And if you need a closer look, we are literally right in the middle of Monterey and Santa Barbara. So it's definitely a rural area. It does tend to lean a little bit more conservative. Things are changing though. Things are changing. And People think California, it's like, oh, you don't have that bad. But then we have, we live in this county that is not as liberal as you think um, other places would be. I actually was talking to someone that moved from, um, I can't remember what state, but a red state. And they moved here and they're like, oh, everything's going to be so great. And they're like, oh, no, we went backwards. Right. And I think it's a friendly reminder, Rita, that um, you really have to be involved in your own backyard yeah because I I personally don't watch too much of the news or tv uh-huh. and I always tell people things are more manageable when you focus on your own backyard yeah right? and I feel like that's more empowering anyway and you have yeah you have more power over your local politics which is something that we have been diving into the entire year since we started we started in June we started mm-hmm. this podcast in June and We've had eight episodes where we have been able to explore different topics of our local politics. And honestly, having able to have a say, sometimes move the needle uh, towards one direction or the other, sometimes make huge um, changes and get huge wins and sometimes take losses. But having able to have an effect on local politics, which is really hard at the national level, you know. Exactly. And I think one of the one of the best things that I can suggest to people and to let chicas listening to us is yes. be be around amazing people. Allow yourself to think and, and plan and, yeah. and be around other chicas because I know that this is how this podcast happened. Rita and I didn't like wake up one day and say, oh, let's start a podcast. It was more no. like us just being friends and sharing experiences. And and we hadn't known each other for a while before we started this, right? I remember Mm kind of like just letting everyone know how this started. We were, we had seen each other do things and then we connected over Facebook. And at some point we're like, hey, let's have coffee. And then you came over to my house and we started cracking up at everything that we're talking about and also recognizing each other's stories and the parallels and the similarities and also the differences. And we were like, you know, let's put this out there because obviously we needed to hear it from each other. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there's, there are other people out there that wants to hear this too. And I think there's a lot of power in like storytelling, which is like what we grew up with from like our abuelitas or like La Llorona. Yeah. 
and uh la llorona right <laughs> that makes me laugh because i'm like it's either we laugh or we cry right? i don't i i'm gonna ignore your comment because i just got a chills i don't like anything scary oh <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know that's that's the crazy about like our ancestors right yeah. the power of storytelling and sharing yeah. oh my gosh now i'm thinking about la llorona oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some holy water or something <laughs> over here. Uh, but you know what I think what makes it powerful is that there is so much to share. Yeah. And I think especially in, in this tech world, podcasts yeah. are a powerful way yeah. to reach others and to share those stories and yeah. to document the times that are literally unfolding right in front of us. Yeah, and that's a crazy part. I think that's the best thing that we've been able to do in this podcast is uh past year um is able to document our thoughts can you imagine what we're even even if this is where this is where it ends which it won't <laughs> but in 20 years from now going back and listening to these recordings it's going to be amazing so i'm really happy that we were able to do this and i agree like sharing stories and having real conversations and i think something that we've been talking and thinking about is like how important it is to have real conversations especially between women, especially women in politics. So hopefully yeah. we can continue doing that. And she got politicas too, in the sense that I think both Rita and I recognize that there we don't have a lot of spaces for Latino voices, yeah. especially in the political world. Yeah, we have no and, spaces. Mm-hmm, and the fact that, you know, we do, we do experience politics in a different way. And we do have a yes. lot of needs. Yes. And which is why I hope that, you know, you y'all get inspired by this mm-hmm. and get active, and you mm-hmm. will constantly hear us. I think in every single episode yeah. is we need you. You need to participate because we literally do need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So, what? How would you explain what twenty twenty one has been for the podcast? It's been a safe space nice. to share, mm-hmm. and I think it's been therapy. To be honest with you, really, I think I think. Um, when I'm able to sit down with you and I just came away from a very toxic school board meeting, but I'm mm-hmm. able to sit with my <laughs> friends and have, um, chocolate yeah. fun, and we're laughing, right. It's, yeah. it, it takes the edge off of feeling like I need to make a message mm-hmm. and feel like I'm being on the spotlight. Mm-hmm where I feel like I'm having to defend myself versus Mm -hmm. like sitting with you in this podcast, I get to just be with my friend Mm -hmm. and make light of the situation, laugh (laughs) and not feel like I have to be brave. You know, I feel like I can give that sigh of relief of Mm -hmm. being like, okay, this is what I just experienced. This is what it is. Let's talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) And it just makes me, I think it, it, it also allows me to feel like, okay, there is progress. Like, la lucha se sigue, mm-hmm. estamos haciendo los cambios, and we really are showing up for our community. Yeah, well, that's very sweet to thank you for saying that. I'm glad that this has been that for you. Um, yeah, the lucha continua for sure. And I think for me, 2021, in, in the context of this podcast, has been learning a lot because I remember thinking about what it would take I love podcasts. So whenever I love something, I'm like, how, how, I'm just wondering how much it would take to do. And I was able to learn, I mean, we don't have a huge production type of podcast. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) But we have been able to take our personalities from, uh, and our experiences from other spaces where we're like, okay, we need to do this. We don't know anything about it, but we're going to do it and figure it out on the way. And we literally did this for a podcast. So if you're out there listening and want to do your own podcast about whatever it is, it's super easy. Literally send us a message and we'll tell you, you know, just like once you have the recording, we're hacking the hell out of this by making <laughs> it work. Um, once you have a recording of, of a conversation, it's like super, super quick. Um, I think we've also learned not only how to make a podcast, but how to talk, you know, about some issues. And I honestly like listening back to podcasts that we've done because Mm -hmm. it really shows me how we are breaking down things. And that's something that I really love about our culture and about our perspective is that 
I feel like because some of us are immigrants or uh, children of immigrants or have a diff or have two cultures that we mm -hmm. navigate through, we are able to break down things to explain it to our other side, right? Or mm -hmm. other other culture. And we have become in a way masters of breaking down things. Yeah, and I think that's so crucial too in the political sense, because yes. especially as women, sometimes we feel like we are our voice doesn't matter. Yeah. Or we don't have anything to bring to the table. But uh, as Latinas, you know, definitely we are natural um, problem solvers. Yeah. We are natural translators. Know, yeah, translators, advocates. We're passionate, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's something beautiful that we're able to translate in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that you guys feel. Let us know. Do you feel that passion, that frustration, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those things that you know we're we're talking about in this podcast? And yeah. it's it just serves as a testament, Rita, that too. Um, when you open yourself to things, yeah, and you allow yourself to be creative things like such as such as chicas politicas can happen yeah and i yeah and i really like how we've come from just having coffee in my backyard to mm -hmm. doing it um so it it has i think given me that confidence that you know that additional little bit of confidence where i'm like oh i can do that yeah, you know, someone else says something else to me on something different. I'm sure I'll be like, "Oh, I, I, I can figure it out." You know, <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, I, I really like what that, what doing this podcast, that feeling that has given me, and being able to break down things from also your perspective because I really like how um, you keep it real, and I hope I hope we continue keeping it real. And we have to keep it real, Lita. It's you know, it's so funny. Um... I think honesty takes you a long way. And I yes. think honesty puts you in a vulnerable position. Yeah. Uh, and I think women actually are honest beings in yeah. a, and just in a genuine place, whether we're being honest as, as friends, yeah. as, as a mother giving you advice, as a yeah. tia giving you advice, yeah. or just someone who has been there before as an yeah. elder to be like, mira, mija, yeah. así nos hacen las cosas, or yeah. cuando, tú, cuando tú ya comprendas, you know, or I went through that. Yeah. And so, you know, for the, for the younger Latinas that are listening to us, just know, like, if you do need advice, like we've got your back. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, um, we're like natural communicators, right? So yeah. we've been able to put that into this and I'm really looking forward to what's next, but before we go into what 2022 is going to be for the podcast, I want to know what 2021 has been for you, like personally. Uh, personally, like in the political sense and personal um, sense or both? Any, any? both, but 2021 in general, 2021, I think the, I think, um, I think as women, we have different roles. We mm -hmm. wear different hats mm -hmm. and I think 2021 will be remembered for Yesenia as the year of activism, like really hardcore activism. And actually, I thought you were going to say 2021 is going to be remembered as Yesenia becoming the congressional woman of the year. <laughs> and I was like, yes, but I know you would never say it. So I'm going to give that shout out to you. Yesenia this year oh was uh, recognized uh, among uh, just uh, other very few other women in our congressional district by our congressman as the congressional woman of the year oh were you were you thinking about that when you were thinking about 2021 no i forget about it <laughs> you you also became a citizen <laughs> like do you realize that that you happened in 2021 you know what's crazy which is why i think things like this which all of you need <laughs> to like sit down and really think about the year because i think I think um, <laughs> 2021 was another one of those years that just felt like we didn't, we couldn't catch our breath. Yes. Like it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. And especially yeah. for, um, you know, those chicas politicas, 
there was always something happening. Right. And I know I'm going to get better. I think one of the lessons of 2021 for me is to be better at celebrating, right. Be better at celebrating the congressional woman be better at celebrating that I just became a citizen, which was like a huge, these are two huge things. Your birthday, my birthday, all these things. Um, and you know, we grow, we get better. Yeah. And I think the 2021 year for me with the activism, but also being acknowledged for my work but it's it's hard to sometimes get the acknowledgement because there is so much um like sometimes people only see the tip of the iceberg they don't see how deep it goes yeah that by the time and this I'm terrible for saying this but by the time we get to quote-unquote celebrating it's almost like you're so tired of running the race yeah that finally when you when you come into Mimi that first place or that second place third place to get that medal yeah it's almost like oh my god I trained for the last like year yeah showing up um doing the weightlifting the eating right hydrating yeah. and now yeah. I'm just like tired <laughs> and then you have the next the next race right and then you have the next race but you know um 2021 for me has been a year of um I think building community, like, I think that's my biggest accomplishment. That's my biggest, um, when you condense down my 2021 year is building community Mm -hmm. and healing the community, Mm -hmm. giving love to the community and figuring out, um, what our community needs. And I Mm -hmm. think coming from the Trump administration to, um, COVID to, Mm -hmm. uh, BLM, George Mm -hmm. Floyd, I saw a lot of folks um, in pain. It brought back a lot of old wounds that got reopened, um, especially for our Latinos, um, you know, being referred as cartel, rapists, dirty criminals. um, Yes. And, and that's, and that's, and it's one of those things where I think it's, there was so much heavy media that pushed or like repeated those scenarios, whether it was um, police brutality against blacks um, constantly having someone new being murdered by the police Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes we really believe that this is, this is our defining moment. And we're so much more than those things, right? We want to acknowledge that these are very real things, Mm -hmm. but the activism work is, is, is not easy. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's also, um, I hope people felt inspired along the way. And I think maybe that's the reason why I was acknowledged for the congressional, Mm -hmm. um, award. Uh, but there was like so much work that still needs to happen, which to be honest with you, Rita is, I got that award. And to be honest with you, I felt like it put even more responsibility on me because I felt like, okay, here's Yesenia as like the congressional woman of the year. (laughs) I didn't want it to be like, okay, yeah, I got my award. All right. But I'm done. (laughs) No, like it's put more responsibility on me to be like, okay, now I'm being recognized as this. What more can I do? How can I expand Mm. that platform, that acknowledgement Mm. to make sure that I'm doing good by my community and that's that's what really pushes me is community like Mm -hmm. to me it's always been uh mi gente my people my and when I say my people I'm not I'm not just talking limited to Latinos I'm talking like my people like my my neighbors neighbors, my friends my people who even are fans of you know, a good slice of, um, Madonna and cake, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, I'm yeah. down for that too. Um, but you know, 2021 has been, has been a challenging year, but I think yeah. when you, when, um, when I look back on it, it's, it's a proud year to know that a lot has been accomplished. Yeah. I, I think a lot has been accomplished. I, and that's what I'm, I'm, that's how I'm seeing 2021 myself is, um how much community we have been able to build and at every single challenge that were that was thrown to us mm-hmm. we were able to bring in one more person into the the, the movement we were mm-hmm. able to bring one more perspective we were able to like bridge one more gap you know mm-hmm. and i know probably twice as many people as i knew last year mm-hmm. And that I take with me because that's only going to help me for next year, you know, and what we can all accomplish together. 
Um, it's been, I think for a lot of people, 2021 has been a continuation of 2020 mm -hmm. because we thought, oh, 2021 is going to be a whole new year, you know, <laughs> goodbye 2020, we're better. And then like the January insurrection happened yeah. <laughs> on January 6th, right? Like six days into the new year and setting the tone for what that uh, right nationalist fascist movement has been. Um, and then fighting it all along the year and then continue to fight COVID and continue to have to build community to fight both of those. Um, but I think that if there's something that 2021 has taught me is that we are really able to very quickly build community and, mm -hmm. to, and to put those building blocks together for whatever we need to do next. So um, yeah, that's what 2021 for me has been. I think just lots of learning, lots, lots of learning and new, new adventures. I would say too, Rita, because I saw you do this too. I, I would say lots of unlearning yeah and letting go right like yeah. whatever was not working it's like okay I have to go back yeah. to the drawing board or yeah okay this is even though this is what what yeah. I see fit most or be in need but the community isn't ready yeah folks aren't ready okay fine we meet them where, where they're at yes. so a lot of um dancing yeah <laughs> dancing, <laughs> delicately dancing and yeah. moving and and swaying and, and seeing what what really Fits. Yeah. And that's that's part of that um, evolution, right? I don't know if it's just us and our age or or I hope everyone is feeling that that we we're not this happens every year, mm -hmm. but I think especially this year, we're not the person that we were in 2020. Yes, a lot of growth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have learned. We have had the time, I think, to breathe a little bit more, yes. to have that learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not like it's been easy at all, mm -mm. but we're not drowning in attacked every day like we were in 2020. So we have been able to build a little bit more without being attacked every single day. Granted, we're still being attacked every single week mm -hmm. <laughs> from all, everywhere, but um, I think we have been able to grow for sure, which kind of takes us to the next part of like, what has 2020 been for us or what, what do you think 2020 has been for our identity in regards to immigration or in regards to like politics even? I think one of the biggest, um, and I might, I might be saying 2020 and I mean, 2021, I don't know what the year, <laughs> those two are just like, the same I think year. it kind of, <laughs> I think they're both connected to be honest with you to read that because so much happened in 2020 yeah. and now it's like that connection of, um, the, the repercussions. Right. Yeah. It's almost like this hurricane that we went through and now we're yeah. picking up the pieces Yeah, and especially for the Latinx community, this election with Biden was such a huge election Yeah, and, um, you know, there was a lot of promises that yeah. can still very much happen, right? There's yeah. still time, guys. Yeah. I want to remind me, Kente, that please be patient, but yeah. also know like you need to, we, I, I will include myself, uh, we need to make sure that we're pushing uh, some sort of um, immigration reform, mm -hmm. right? And, and I think it's important that we include in that immigration reform, not just DACA, but also a lot of uh, our our elders who've done their time, you know, yeah. these are people who have buried loved ones and yeah. in, in their home country that they didn't get a chance to visit because yeah. they didn't have that status. These are people who uh, have shown up and love this country just like anyone else. For decades. Else. Yeah, for decades. And we're talking about people that have probably spent now more time in this country yes. than in their home country. Yeah. And that's what that's something that I would love to see in uh, immigration reform that would include all. Mm -hmm. And it's time, you mm -hmm. know, it's time. And, and I know the Biden administration has a lot of um, pieces to pick and repair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot going on um, besides just immigration issues, also with the economy, mm -hmm. COVID, all these, all this aftermath uh, math that has happened. But I think as our identity as Latinos is that we need to ramp up our voice even more. Yeah. We need to figure out a way to organize yeah. and take to the streets. Yeah. Uh, figure out a way to um, 
run for office, right? Like no one, I'm, this is where I'm at in my political views that in order for someone to do for their community, we need to have someone from our community in those positions of power. Yeah. Like there's no other way. Yeah. If we want something that is going to be leaning towards Latinx issues, we need to have a, a Latinx representative at those tables. Yeah. Like there's no other way. Yeah. So to my hint that are getting very impatient, whether it be the issues <laughs> with DACA or some sort of immigration reform, um, even if you can't vote, even if you can't actively participate, mm-hmm. I'm here to burst your bubble. You can still participate. Yeah. <laughs> you can still, you can still uh, show up, organize, connect yourself with local um, organizers, uh, you know, friendly reminder, send an email, uh, make a phone call to your representatives, mm-hmm. congressmen. In Spanish a- or in yeah, English Spanish. Or, or whatever language. What yeah. is it for you, Rita? Um, so I'm very, very much with you. Um, I was listening to another podcast called Tamarindo Podcast, which was huge inspiration for me to start this podcast. Um, and they were wrapping up their 2021 as well. And they had someone from the National Immigration Law Center talk come and talk about what 2021 was for immigrants and, and, and legislation um, in politics. And I really like what they said, um, you know, 2020, I think it's, it was so traumatic, like the last administration in so many ways. And we were in, with so much fear about what uh, re-election would mean and how much it would embolden the Trump administration that I think sometimes we are not able to even go back to what that traumatic experience was and really relive it to be able mm-hmm. to compare with what we're seeing right now. And so as immigrants, seeing what was happening to, like you mentioned, like how we were even labeled, right? Like mm-hmm. rats and criminals and uh, bad hombres and all these things and attacked by Stephen Miller and the president and other advisors and Department of Homeland Security in ways that we have never seen before. Um, we're not, we're not the, in that, in that, in that situation anymore in 2021. And I can see it clearly. And I'm really happy that we're not in that situation anymore. Is there a lot of work to do? Yes, of course. There's so much work to do. Um, but we have time to do it and we should use 2022 to, push for those changes. And like you mentioned, we have to be the change too. We can't just ask for it. No one is going to give you anything unless you work for it. Um, and I think we're a very hardworking community and culture. So why, why not do that work for immigration as well? We, like you said, we have to find our platforms. We have to find the mics mm-hmm. and we have to take them and we have to ask for it. And that's, and that's a perfect. Now that we're not asking for it right now, because I don't want anyone to think like, but we have. I think we need to we need to step up our game yeah. like that because we've been asking for this for a very, very long time. This yeah. is not just limited to the Biden administration. Yeah. This this goes back. I mean, I remember yeah. the Bush administration. Yeah. And it was really oh, unfortunate, like, you know, so, what so happened with 9-11, because I think 9-11 really hurt um yes. immigrants in this country, right? Yeah. Um that it that created was, the Department of Homeland Security mm-hmm. as it is and ICE and all that. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate that we're still living in the in the in the aftermath of 9-11 to be yeah. honest with you and I think this podcast serves as testimony that look don't wait for someone to give you a mic don't wait for someone yeah. to build to put you on their platform or build you a yeah. platform if there's nothing go out and do it yeah we are so creative that's one yeah. thing that I love about our community our gente is that we are natural problem solvers yeah and we figure out a way and this is this podcast right we like figure out a way because yeah. we don't have any other option right we have mm-hmm. we're put in situations that we've never been in before so many times that we just have to figure out a way and now is our time for for the latinx community yeah. to really rise up yeah. and really we've we we do have a voice yeah um i think our voice just needs to be heard in the right avenues yeah and holding accountability which accountability does take time and energy Energy and it is yes. exhausting, but we need to hold accountability. I, I will say this in regards to immigration issues, Rita. I really do feel that if we don't get something in the Biden administration, I I fear that we won't get something for a while. So yeah. now is the time to do it. We don't know what the next presidential election will look like. Yeah. But we do have this 
these, these, these next few years that we could do something. And that's the thing, right? Like we have to be very, very realistic about where we are. We have a, we have the House of Representatives where we have been able to pass really good legislation across the board, but then we really don't have the Senate because the Senate, you for, for things to pass, you need 65 votes. And Democrats who have been putting anything on immigration on the table, like Republicans, forget about it. They're not putting anything on the table. They're, they don't, they don't care that we're just like, like negotiation chips or whatever you call it. Democrats are putting something on the table, are putting legislation forward, but we don't have the 65 votes. So what do we do if we don't have the 65 votes and we have only 50 votes with two of these people, like two, two Dems that are just awful, like Senator Manchin, Senator Cinema, right? Yeah. So we do have to be realistic of where we are. Um, we do have to have a more representation that is willing to to put legislation forward and to vote for it. Because we don't have that now. We do have the presidency, but that's not how legislation works. It has to come through the House and the Senate, or the Senate and the House, and then to the president. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be very realistic about it and also make sure that everyone understands that the reason why there's no immigration uh, progress is very much because we have a Republican party that is not interested literally not interested in anything that has to do with immigration. There's no piece of legislation that they have put forward that can help us get there. And I think too, if we, if we want to get there, we're going to have to start being more um, persistent Mm -hmm. because this, this is such a huge hot topic, Rita. This is life-changing, you know, imagine uh, 1996, uh, 1986 was the last um, amnesty that was granted and we're way overdue. Yeah. And I think part of my frustration is that a lot of the times um, Latinos get put in the forefront of immigration yeah. issues because I, I would, I would think we're the loudest, right? Yeah. We're also very working class people, mm-hmm. right? We are the backbone of this country. And, uh, but it's not just limited to Latinos, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's Asians, yeah. Middle Eastern people, it's, yeah. you know, European people as yeah. well. So it's, it's not just limited to, to brown folks. Yeah. Uh, but we need to figure out a way to, to, to really push forward these issues. And that's my, my I think the biggest thing we have to acknowledge the fact that it could have been worse. Yeah. We're in a better space. Yes. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Do yeah. we need to do more? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we keep on pushing. Yeah. And I think if I agree with you with, it has to be now because we just got out of the COVID day. Well, we're still, in, we're still struggling with COVID, but if we have learned anything during COVID is that, or people are in the front lines, or people are the ones that are getting us through, that are getting us our food, that are getting us our basic services, that are, you know, yes, we do have a lot of uh, people that um, are not in the front lines, but a majority are, mm-hmm. like the doctors and nurses, the farm workers, the uh, retail workers, mm-hmm. etc. And if we recognize them as heroes as essential Mm -hmm. this is a time where we need to use that and say you cannot give us you cannot have both scenarios where we're essential but at the same time we're not getting anything that we're asking for you know and we're missing out on so much talent too there's so much talent and when you hear the stories of of folks and and you know this is this could be life-changing for so many people and 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 we're overdue it's it's time So do you think 2022 will be that time? I do. I do think that. I think if we, if we organize and we really push for more attention, absolutely. Yeah. And that means taking up the streets, yeah. actively uh, making phone calls. I mean, I yeah. think too, in 2021, I feel like it was also the year of like activism and politics Yeah. because we're seeing, I even saw like recently, like, I think there was this like Miss Universe or Miss World or something. Oh, yeah. They um even the the beauty pageant, they were yeah. using their dresses to protest whether it was 
um, you know, homicide rates against women, um, whether it was education. I mean, this is our year where we have to be vocal about what matters to us. Right. And, and I think for, um, for a lot of us, especially Latinx, this means so much to us because it's not just about the young students on DACA. It's about like, even our like abuelitos that have been here that have laid out brick by brick to make sure that we had an opportunity in this great country. And this is, this is monumental. So I'm going to go in with, um, with faith and, and putting in the work to know that we can do so much more. And I really feel like this Biden administration could be the administration to get us at least uh, five steps closer to where we want to be. It might not be the resolving of everything we want, but I think a lot of good progress can happen. Yeah, I agree. And I think on top of that, we also have in 2022, we have elections like the midterms. And so we're going to have the opportunity to hold on power in the house or to bring more representation to the house, which mm-hmm. it's pretty good representation, but we can do better. Um, and especially uh, get some more representation on the Senate and get those community leaders elected to office and those that will speak out for us more. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hopeful. I know I heard someone tell me like months ago, like every, every election, you know, the Dems tell us that this is, this is a year. This, and I'm like, but it is, but it is. <laughs> and it's not gonna, it's not like, I'm going to say the same thing in 2024 because yeah. we have to, like, what is the other choice? Mm-hmm. Not voting, not coming out, not organizing, you know, we've done that already. Have like, let's, I'll take every one of us back to 2015, mm-hmm. back to, 2010 were you being activists back there no (laughs) i bet you you weren't very few of you that are listening were probably activists or like involved in local politics helping someone to run for office some of you have but not the majority so uh we need to just keep doing it and there's a lot of momentum right now and let's keep the momentum going let's let's latch ourselves on if, if maybe this you're listening to us talk right now and you're saying, gosh, like I wasn't, I didn't even vote or like, I haven't become a citizen yet. And I've been on a green card for a while, or, you know, um, I don't know what's even happening in my own backyard. This is the time. Yeah. Let's turn that page. People people are waiting for you. Like people have literally they're waiting. They will welcome you with open arms. as you open that door. Yes. (laughs) Go into that cave, go into that room go into that space you know there's a there's a saying that's like the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasures Mm -hmm. uh, that you want something like that and just a friendly reminder if you if you if you have a heart to serve um or maybe you never even saw yourself as serving in a political office this is your time yeah do it yeah don't let the right wing take over your neighborhood (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) So that was 2022 in politics. Um, what do you think it's going to happen in 2022 for you? For me, what's what, what, are, what are you expecting? What are you? Yeah. There's There's been a lot of heavy lifting um, in 2021. And I, I am setting forth intentions mm-hmm. that 2022 needs to be more joyful. Um, yes rest and joy are also another form of protesting and it's all very revolutionary and uh, I've been terrible at celebrating (laughs) so I need to do more celebrating (laughs) (laughs) so I will be doing more celebrating um, come the new year and it's also building up uh, a lot of other women along the way and being intentional and celebrating each other right celebrating each other and um once again it's it's that I think I think the past two years the community here um specifically to Paso Robles has done a lot of healing Mm -hmm. I think we are in the phase where we have to um just be be joyful it's Mm -hmm. time to celebrate you know and and what I really want to see from my community is more people involved, more people coming and joining the movement, elevating the movement, mm-hmm. um, being more intentional, not not be as reactionary, mm-hmm. but be, be 
have have that opportunity to be like, okay, now I think this upcoming year, Rita too, is going to be the year of education. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you're thinking you want to leave behind? Oh, there's so many things I want to leave behind. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what are you leaving behind? I'm leaving you behind I think I'm leaving behind toxic energy in the sense that, um, you know, this activism work is not easy. Uh, and there are things that I've realized within myself that work for me and things that don't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to be honest with the fact that, um, it's, you know, the heavy lifting has to happen, but I also feel like there has to be, and it's, and it's weird Rita, because I feel like everything happens for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't just have, um, like with the, the analogy that you use about, you can't have just a turkey on Thanksgiving afternoon, evening, right? Yeah. You need to go out there and make sure that you are, if you're raising the turkey, someone needs to, right? Someone, someone needs, needs to raise, raise the turkey, turkey right? Yeah. And someone needs to harvest the turkey, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the, the Harvey, the, the turkey needs to be harvested and processed. Yeah. Then you go to the store yeah. right? and you prepare. Like, and someone needs to sell the turkey. Yeah. Because <laughs> you need a pan, right? You yeah. can't just use any pan. Yeah, it has to yeah. be an intentional pan that's yeah. going to be able to, to to have the stuffing and do all this other stuff so I think the heavy lefty the heavy lifting happened already and uh, what I want to leave behind is the reactionary Mm. um, toxicity of 2021 Mm. specifically with the school board Mm. that was so toxic for my (laughs) own emotional well-being and um, it's not fun when you're in those spaces and you and I think one of the biggest sharing things that I will say is guys, you don't have to stay in those spaces. Yeah. I, you know, I'll speak for myself. Um, the goal was to participate for a whole year. I did that. The whole goal was to take up space. I did that. The goal was to elevate the issues. We did that. Um, and you move on and it's, it's, you have to acknowledge when it's time to close chapters. And that's what I leave behind is, is understanding that, okay, I did my part. And now we, we go back to the drawing board and making peace um, where progress is at. um, But also giving grace to understand that because a lot of the heavy lifting, and I think that will also relate to this guys, we don't have a blueprint. We're not, we're not, um, we're not, someone's not coming to us and saying, this is how you do it. Yeah, no, no one. And if you're waiting for someone to tell you, um, I mean, if you're lucky, you will find someone. Ideally, we, we're, we're doing that for others. Um, but, but most likely you're not going to find that. And whether it's in political, the political environment or in your personal life or at work or at school, sometimes you just got to jump in. And that's what we kind of done with this podcast, right? We jumped in. No one told us. Who did Someone told us how to do, how to do this. No, no one told us. I want to set this very clear. No one told us. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but we just did it. Um, is it perfect? No. Is there work to do? Yes. But yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta do, make your own path sometimes. And that's, that. that's okay. And I think too, for Latinas or women of color too, um, Rita, I think um, in this political scene, it is hard to uh, have mentors yeah. that look like you or have done the work, especially for us that we're like more in a rural area. It is harder yes. to network with other, um, other women, uh, that have the experience and that, ha- and that can relate to what mm-hmm. we're seeing. Right. Because it's not, it's one thing to be in politics. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be women in politics. It's another thing to be Latina right. women in politics. Right. And I will say this, follow your intuition, right? Like you will, you will find, what works for you, because I think there you also have to be authentic to who you are. Yes. Right. And what may have worked five years ago. Yeah. Chances are it probably doesn't work today. That's the other thing. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's the, like that's like the additional <laughs> challenge right it's like no not only are we jumping in at this time of uh as, as latina women in politics or trying to understand politics or navigating politics we're doing it in a, in a time where anything that was done 10 years ago does not apply anymore right. and during a pandemic and during this like highly div divided divisive uh uh context where we're literally fighting fascism again like mm -hmm. what <laughs> is there a book for that <laughs> right like how do does anyone tell us like is there's there's no book to for like how to win elections as a latina woman in politics uh going through a pandemic you know <laughs> and i think too rita we're also i feel like this is such a defining moment in our history because um we want to celebrate so badly former achievements right like yeah. mlk yeah. MLK, we we constantly celebrate him. We constantly want to hold on to I have a dream. Well, yes. are we are we just going to celebrate this man for what he was able to accomplish? It's now 2021 about to enter 2022. Uh -huh. um, MLK, if he was alive right now and seeing all of this stuff, we haven't made a lot of progress. There has been yeah. progress, but we have to be mindful of what yes. does that progress really look like yeah. in powerful positions where the important decisions are being made. Yeah. Are we still being um, looked at based on our color, our um, immigrant status, you know, uh, sexual identity? Yeah. Um, and that's why I think we, we are. We, yeah. we need to shed old skin. I'm sorry, guys. It's time that we look past MLK, too. Yeah. We need to stop having these charismatic leaders that are digestible enough for the racist to even quote to constantly be celebrating. Oh my gosh, so many races. <laughs> so many races. I can say a couple names just locally. I know, which is wild. That just like the love to quote Martin Luther King. It's like, are you freaking serious? Yeah, it's just wild. So Rita, yeah. what are you leaving behind? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm leaving behind doubt. I know I started the year with doubt. Mm. Um, I had to overcome a few challenges um, of people doubting me, specifically mm. certain people that wanted to bring me down. And I started 2021 questioning whether I had it in me to fight that fight. And I had to find inspiration on strong women I remember, honestly, I remember Inauguration Day, uh -huh. January 2021, 20, 20, uh, listening to Amanda Gorman's poem. Do you remember the poem? Uh, There's a poet at the inauguration and her poem, I remember giving me the strength that I needed to continue believing in me and not be intimidated. Um, and if you haven't read the poem, I recommend everyone to look up the Hill We Climb mm. by Amanda Gorman. And I remember, I, I had forgotten until right now, that I read, I reread that poem so many times to hype myself up and to tell me I'm not gonna be intimidated. I am mm. I'm I am here for a reason. I am in this position for a reason. And I'm going to grab strength from my ancestors mm -hmm. and fight this fight. And there's a reason why Rita is in this position to fight this fight. And I'm not going to back down. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to back down. And it was a couple of months in January 20, well, in 2021, that I had to channel that energy mm -hmm. so bad that I don't think it's ever leaving. I, and I don't that. want it to leave. And so, but I did start with doubt. Um, so I'm leaving doubt behind. I think it's it helps you stay alive sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, to have fear and doubt. But I won't have doubt in the way that I had it when I started this year. I won't. I, mm -hmm. I've I've grown enough to to rely on strength mm -hmm. rather than doubt as my default. So mm -hmm. that's definitely something that I'm leaving behind. And I really want that to be for other women out there too, because 
I keep having conversations with friends that, oh my gosh, I, I see them as heroes, as mm-hmm. inspirational, as I'm so lucky to meet, to know you, yeah. you know, that have doubt. And I just wish they could see themselves the way that I see them, the way that other people see them, you know? Yeah. And I, as I hear you talk about this, uh, you know, I'm hearing you talk about doubt and talk about fear. And I think either we won't run in the direction of a fear or we run away from the direction of fear. Yes. Uh, so I think, and I think with doubt and fear, it's, it's an invitation, right? It's all about perspective and it can be an invitation to either grasp the moment and say, okay, now is when I level up. And this is an invitation for me to, to represent because we are in such dire need of representation, whether it be Latino representation, women representation, or just someone who to offer that diverse opinion. And, you know, also let me, let me clap um, to my friend here, Rita Casaverde. For, For some of you that may not know, she is the chair of the Slow County Democratic Party. And you're probably the first Latina chair uh probably (laughs) (laughs) which is which is so huge and that's what I mean guys like we have to grasp those moments right to feel like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right and and having someone like Rita take up space and have that role and to be able to have Rita Casaverde, even just the acknowledgement of that last name is powerful to so many other uh, Latinos, especially as women, to see another woman being able to to hold that position and it's inspiring, Rita. So I know it it takes courage and it takes um, saying yes to that opportunity insanity too and yeah no because it's not all roses right (laughs) but there's a lot of um you know that's what I mean about us as women we do so much and we're so capable yeah I think there has to be that line too where we have to talk to ourselves in the mirror right yeah tell tell ourselves gosh I'm proud of you you did it you're doing it and And even if you're not doing it like damn I'm proud of you and you are doing it yeah and that's what I'm taking on 2022 I think empowering other women especially women of color Mm -hmm. uh, but in our lives but we need to we need to we need to stop selling ourselves short, I think. And we need to believe in our power and lean on our power and lean on our strengths and our weaknesses because that's just how that's just what what makes us, right? So I'm gonna be going to 2022 really looking forward to celebrating other women and 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 helping them in any way that I can. Yeah, and you don't need to be perfect to start, but yeah. you do need to show up. Yeah. Yeah, especially women that show up, you know, like, so that's why you need to show up that way we can celebrate you and, and, and we're, hype you up. we're ready for you to show up. Just know Chicas Politicas, uh, we're always with open arms yeah. going to welcome anyone. Yeah. Uh, same deal. I'm sure your local clubs will welcome you. And trust me, if you just feel like you, you have a different perspective, do your own thing. Don't yeah. be scared. And that's that's what we need, a different perspective at every single space. And which takes kind of to like what 2022 is going to be for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're, I don't know, like I'm really excited about the things that we're planning, the things that we're putting in the calendar, the things that we're working on mm-hmm. that we are not ready to share yet. But know that it's really, really good. We're leveling up, aren't we? Yes, we really are. And I hope, I think the biggest takeaway too, Rita, is that I think, um, I think you, you within yourself, you're a powerhouse. Um, Thank you. I'm also a powerhouse. (laughs) I love it. But coming together, we are unstoppable. And I think that that's, I think maybe that's going to be part of the, the vision of 2022, right? Is coming together and really creating something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me excited. I think um, I don't want to jinx it, but I really feel like 2022 is probably going to be a really special year, one to be remembered. And I think it's going to be 
one of my best years thus far. Wow, well, look I'm at that. All, all the lessons, all the shittiness yes. of 2020, 2021. And I'm going to be my best version of myself, guys. Wow. So love be prepared. It. Love it. Love Lisa, it. Hold me accountable. I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight. Yes, I did have some panecito and some chocolate. <laughs> but, you know, I, I started on my goals this week, showing up to the gym. We had panetone, and if anyone eats panetone <laughs> during Christmas. So. But you know what? I'm here with my friend, and we're talking about this podcast. And I'm excited. We're going to be bringing in guests, right? Yes, we're planning on. So this is the wrap-up of season one for Chicas Politicas. Season two, we're planning on bringing guests to come and talk to us. Community leaders, people running for office. Um, and so we'll we'll probably take a small break. There are some things happening that need us to take breaks. Yes. So uh, we'll probably won't be back until uh, February, but we do have a bonus episode for you guys coming in January. Um, and yeah, then we'll we'll be back with a whole new season and 2022 is going to be super loaded. So if you're listening to this right now, enjoy today, enjoy your weekend rest as much as you can because 2022 is going to be loaded for sure elections happening here in slow county san luis obispo county and everywhere uh there are primaries happening san luis obispo county chooses most of their county positions um during the primaries so mm-hmm. our primaries are on june 7th and so there's going to be a lot of work till june 7th because we can we can flip that county board of supervisors uh, we can get rid of then dow uh, we can get rid of the sheriff. Um, all the all the people that have been saying that systemic racism doesn't exist. Um, no, this this is where the real uh, yeah. Super Bowl happens, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know the redistricting process that we just went through in San Francisco County that was you know a shit show, and the court recorder situation that was a shit show. All of that happening at the county level. All of those seats. Um, can be flipped. Not all of them can be flipped, but the majority can be flipped this June. Right. So we're going to be very active. There's going to be very little time to rest as we get closer to June, but uh, the time to rest is now and just reload and, and kind of channel our new energies. And then if that wasn't enough, we ha- we'll probably have like a little gap to rest again and then get ready for the November elections, which we're going to have our midterms and local politics happening everywhere, like local elections. So if you're listening to it, uh, check out your primaries, what, what seats are up for election in your primaries, most likely happening middle of the year. And then what elections are coming up in November of 2022. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those things. Um, comunidad is I'm excited. I'm ready. I think the, both Rita and I are going in this new year with a lot more experience, a lot more understanding. There's been a lot of growth and um, we're ready. This would not be a complete Chicas Politicas episode if we did not give the award to La Soraya El Sorayo of 2021. You guys remember La Soraya was just awful guys she had this <laughs> evil laugh she was just vindictive uh, aggressive just yeah. malosa yeah um, and there's been a lot of a lot of contenders for this 2021 award of la soraya el sorayo del año but, yes. but unfortunately there can only be one there can only be one so i'm so sorry for everyone that's not gonna get it <laughs> you all did your best we saw you in action um <laughs> We we know you did your best. To be yeah, there's a lot of racist side. comments, Oof. misogynistic Oof. comments, so oh, a lot of ignorant comments. Oof. Yeah, it was left it was and right. A lot of material to work with, guys. Oh, there yes. can only be one person that there's just went out of their one. way to just really own that title. And who yes. was that person, Rita? Drum roll. I am going to say that we're giving the Soraya of the year two. Supervisor Lynn Compton, who was up for re-election in June. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just been where do I start? I mean, the latest thing was during redistricting. She decided to separate a community of interest, which just means that it, there's a community that shares uh, history and that shares 
um, that just is just a community. But she decided to separate them because one of them, called Nipomo, grows celery, I think, and the <laughs> other one, called Shiano, grows strawberries. Like what? <laughs> what redistricting guideline says make sure that they both grow the same type of crops? What? Oh my gosh. She needs to take her a crop uh crop knowledge <laughs> because you know sometimes like a green beans can grow on a beautiful stalk of corn, right? And then you but that's that's just constant. I know we live in a rural area, but yeah. come on, come on, Lynn. That was one of her come arguments. On. Yeah. <laughs> She has tried to like stop public comment this year. She has uh, tried to stop other supervisors from speaking because she's the chair of the, the county board right now. When there was a disgusting comment about uh, yes, Tommy Gong. Yeah, or Asian or previous uh, county court recorder was an Asian man, extremely res- respected in the community, nonpartisan mm-hmm. to the max. And there was a call, a racist call during a, a meeting where he was uh, presenting different uh, voting models. And he was told that he probably belonged to the Chinese Communist Party. Mm-hmm. And instead mm-hmm. of immediately calling it out, like mm-hmm. other supervisors did, mm-hmm. her and uh, Supervisor Debbie Arnold, Ben Compton and Debbie Arnold decided to not say anything about it. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. I think there's been so many so many opportunities for Lynn Compton to rise above her agenda. And it's very clear she has a strong grip on what type of slow county she wants uh, that really leaves out essential people in that makeup. And guys, Lynn Compton, we need you to step out. It's time for change. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the... The worst part about uh, Lane Compton too in 2021 is that she didn't start with the with the right foot at all. He actually January December of 2019 and January of 2020 it came out that someone that she had appointed to a commission, uh, this guy named Jim Harrison, uh, was appointed to a planning commission at the county level. He had shared on his Facebook post of showing Nancy Pelosi with a Nazi uniform. He had, I believe, uh, comments against LGBTQ people. Disgusting. Definitely against uh, Muslim people. Disgusting. Just extremely racist, xenophobic messages in his Facebook account. And he never denied them. He never apologized for them. And there was a huge community... um, just outrage that that was asking for Lynn Compton to remove him because she had the power to remove him from that appointment. Lynn Compton never said anything. This is this is how Lynn Compton started 2021. Birds of a feather flock together. Yes. So and it did not get any better. That happened January of 2020. He ended up resigning. Lynn Compton didn't say anything. <laughs> Um, March was the comment about Tommy gone that she did not say anything. She also talked about vaccine passports for a while and also started questioning someone from, she started questioning the minion machine. She's like following everything that you hear from. So she's been really consistent. She's very consistent. That's what she got. She's getting this award because consistency takes you places, guys. Well, Lynn Compton, this is why you are the Soraya of 2021 (laughs) and yeah. Please, Lynn Compton, know that that's nothing to be proud of. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Lynn Compton is definitely taking the Soraya Award for 2021. Um, good thing is that her seat is up for re-election in 2022. And there's someone very strong running against her. Yes. Um, so we're going to have to get all of our Diaz uh, tios, friends, neighbors, amigos um, out to vote uh, and to get her out of there because... Dude, we don't need that energy. We mm-hmm. don't. And I've honestly, this is um, through the grapevine. I, I, I allegedly, uh, this has been something that allegedly happened. Allegedly, she has uh, made very racist comments against the Latino community oh my in her district. Um, some of them, I've been told, have been recorded. Oh. Um, and I don't have those recordings, but Show the allegedly. Receipts. Show the yeah. receipts. Allegedly, me los recibos. 
allegedly she has made some comments. If you have the recordings. Yeah. So if you're listening, you have the recording, share them. Uh, if you've had an experience with this woman. Yes. If you've ever feel attacked by Lynn Compton, raise your hand. Um, yeah. So I have no patience for that type of behavior. You can be Republican. You can be conservative. You can be whatever you want. But dude that type of ignorance and yeah. uh and not uh, not just not removing someone with xenophobic and racist comments yeah there's zero tolerance zero. for personal attacks racism. it's been a year it's been a year of full mm-hmm. consistency from her well and lynn compton please don't look at this as an award coming from no. the latino community to show your no. allyship to us yeah no, this no. is definitely nothing to be proud of <laughs> no 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 not at all um Nice hair, though. Nice hair. <laughs> you I don't know when. She, I that. don't know when. She's got good hair. I don't know when <laughs> she shows up at eight AM meetings with like amazing hair. Um, oh, and I'm like, how, see, how does she do it? I need to see that same effort in the hair. It, it should <laughs> really matter. Yes, maybe, maybe redirect <laughs> some of that energy over over to the real issues of, of supervisor, please, yeah. specifically to the Latinx community. Yeah. She's flawless with the hair oh but my goodness. full of flaws as that comes to price. so we're gonna get rid of her um but yeah that was a story award that's a good one right yeah i mean consistently from start to finish consistently, definitely... yeah. and really really big um candidates for it so <laughs> oh yes yes it was a big one a big <laughs> there could only be one though there guys. Could only be one. <laughs> we won't go into the other ones because we will never end yes well, that was the wrap up of 2021. Is there anything else that you want to say bye to 2021 or hello? I just, just want to say thank you to everyone that supported this podcast. Uh, yeah. Everyone that sent us an email, yeah. gave us compliments, listened, and like the Facebook, like the Facebook. Yes, yes, please follow us on there. We are excited. We have big things planned for the upcoming new year. And I just want to thank Lita for. Uh, being part of Chicas Politicas and saying yes and Same. holding space for this. And we're ready to bring other women with us next year. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. It's happening. It's happening. Um, same to you, Yesenia. This has been really fun. Thank you. Yes. Very cathartic. Yes. So we're going to take a breather. We're going to take a little bit of rest, quote unquote, and <laughs> then get back to it. So yes. um, be ready for Chicas Publicas leveling up, uh, having an amazing 2022. Happy New Year. Wishing you so much health to everyone yes. that's listening. Stay safe. Um, yeah. And we'll talk next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.